Welcome to the Park Road Podcast for Youth Sunday, March 18th, 2018. Today's podcast presents two homilies by members of the Park Road Youth Group, Tyler Burgess, followed by Tyler Counts. In my short life, I have noticed how much of an impact people can have on us. People can be like our grain. Some of the fruits of the grain are comfort and helping others through times of fear and distress. I realize that people can do that, but ultimately, God is always the one that is with you in times good and bad. So so as my scripture starts out, In verse 27, Jesus is crying out, Now my soul is troubled, and what should I say? I have lived a very sheltered life, I suppose, but I guess most of us haven't had to face anything quite like what Jesus was facing, his death. When I think back to the times I have been afraid, there really aren't many. I love horror movies. The scarier the better, right? My mom has an alarm system, so I rarely worry about someone coming in and stealing our stuff and harming us. But however, due to recent events, I do sometimes worry about someone harming us in public areas such as stadiums and schools. After a lot of thought, the one time in my life when I was afraid and unsure of what was going on and why it was happening was when my papa was suffering from Alzheimer's. Papa and I had a very special relationship that I wouldn't have traded for anything. My favorite memories with papa included fishing, playing basketball, and skiing. Most of these memories had a lesson that I learned from partaking in the situations with him. These lessons were the fruit that he bore. The lesson that I learned from fishing was the virtue of patience and silence. The lesson that I learned from playing basketball is that basketball or any sport is all about sportsmanship and perseverance. The lesson I learned about skiing was learning to enjoy nature and be mentally and physically prepared for your upcoming challenges. I would have never imagined having to upcome the challenge of having to say goodbye to my best friend. During that time, I can remember calling out to my parents and God, asking, why? Why him? Why is this happening? He was the most respectable man you could have ever want to know. He lived 78 years and I can honestly say I could not name one person that had anything negative to say about him. The only time I have ever heard him curse was during one of his Alzheimer's episodes. As his Alzheimer's worsened, he was not himself at all. He did things that were strange, and he didn't know who I was sometimes. He talked differently and about things he would have never talked about before. It was honestly scary for me not understanding why this was happening and trying so hard to remember that he was still my wonderful papa and not the 
not the thing the disease was causing. We tried to spend a lot of time with him, although I am not sure he always knew we were there. But we knew we were there. My mom and my dad reassured me all the time that it was okay to feel nervous, worried, or even a little scared. Or even a little scared at what was happening. Then I remembered, hearing in church, that the Bible says, Fear not, and do not be afraid. 365 times, one for every single day of the year. This reminds us that God is always there for us when we are feeling scared, troubled, or even worried. I guess most things are easier said than done. I knew that my papa loved me, and that always seemed to be with me. There were times that he thought I was an adult, and he would always start off the conversation with, how many kids do you have? But he always seemed to look at me with love, even if he didn't know my name. When I think about this scripture and the voice that came from heaven that God had glorified it and will glorify it again, it makes me think about the legacy that my papa left behind. He was truly one of those people that would, take, that would give you the shirt off his back. It bothered me that as his disease progressed, he would wander off or begin talking sometimes about strange things. I didn't, want, I didn't want him to be talked or remembered in that way. His life was so much bigger than the end of his life. When he died, his funeral was amazing, if a funeral can be amazing. My Uncle Jerry gave the family reflection and really told Papa's whole life story and truly everyone that he had touched. The huge number of people that showed up for the funeral in, in such a small town really touched me and seemed to be the voice of God, speaking to me and letting me know that he was being remembered or glorified for such a good life well lived. There were times when I didn't want to visit him in the hospital because he was different and that made me afraid. The voices of my parents throughout his illness Reassuring me made me feel less anxious. And now the memories that I have and the ones others share are the voice and assurance I feel God gave me to help lessen my fear and know that all was going to be okay. I am sure there will be many times I am afraid in the years ahead. I've got a lot of living to do and college is just around the corner. And I think everyone is afraid of that challenge, even, they, even though they know it's for the best. Being afraid is normal. Facing death is beyond what I can even imagine. But knowing that God is always with me and was with my papa too, it makes all the difference. Just as it did for Jesus, knowing that God was with him in his fear. I will try to remember that God is with me always, even in my fear, just as God was with Jesus during his worst fear. My hope is that we will all remember that. May it be so. Amen. Hello, my name is Tyler Counts. I'm a senior this year at Weddington High School. Next year I'll be attending NC State University. Uh, my sermon today comes out of the Gospel of John Chapter 12, verses 20 through 26. Let's begin, shall we? 
Throughout my life, I've been able to come up to one conclusion. That following Jesus and glorifying Jesus is some of the hardest things we can do as humans. To me, following Jesus is similar to following a sports team. Specifically, the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> following Jesus has its, moments of up, has its moments of frustration and joy, its ups and downs, its moments of questioning, and also the wonderful moments of understanding. This is similar to the reactions I face when following the Carolina Panthers. You have the moments of frustration when they trade away a wonderful player, the moments of joy when they sign arguably the best rookie of the year. You have the ups and downs of winning and losing seasons, the questioning when they sign some random player in free agency, but then also the joy when you realize that this player may have been the gem for your season. So in the beginning of this passage, it's some Greeks that are traveling to meet Jesus. And it's kind of weird to me that some Greeks would travel all the way from Greece to Jerusalem just to meet Jesus. But that's the whole issue, that's the whole key to this, is the following God part. And some precedence on the situation is that during this time frame, the Greeks would have been considered Gentiles, or in layman's terms, outsiders, as they were not Jewish. And also, this was Jesus' time for Passover, which is why he was Jerusalem in the first place. And it was also his last Passover he'll ever see, or ever partake in. So I was reading this, I was really confused. First off, why are some Greeks traveling to Jerusalem? And why are they going to see Jesus? Because they weren't Jewish, and they're from Greek, or Greece. And that's what I'm trying to relate here, between this situation of the Greeks following Jesus, and uh, we as humans following a sports team. So you'll do anything to go out and support your sports team, watch them, cheer them on, just as we'll do anything to go follow Jesus. So we open scripture, and we seek him to build a relationship. And that's what really following Jesus is all about, seeking and wanting to know more. Towards the middle of the passage, Jesus responds after meeting the Greeks in kind of a parable-like way as he does throughout the Bible. The parable is, unless a grain of wheat falls in the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. If you don't know much about grain, then this verse will barely trip you up. Grain is a fundamental crop, and in the Bible, it was used as a symbol of life, which is what this entire verse is talking about, is life. And until grain, in a more literal context, is dead, it's used for nothing. Once it's dead, you can cultivate it and use it to be an impact for everyone as bread or as other different uh, resources. And what Jesus is trying to tell us in a more personal context through this parable is that you are the grain. And you were placed on this earth, and when you die, you will bear much fruit. In Galatians, fruit takes on a whole new meaning. In the context of what Jesus is talking about, though, uh, through a more spiritual lens, I've been able to concur that the bearing of fruit closely ties with the fruit of the spirits mentioned in Galatians. And the fruit of the Spirit are the attributes that every Christian should strive to have. And these are joy, love, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The fruits that each of us bear can lead to how you impact other people on this earth. Just the same as the fruit the grain bears will impact those around it. I've been impacted by many people throughout my life. And however, the person who has had the biggest impact on me is my great-grandfather. My great-grandfather passed away a year ago in December due to Alzheimer's and dementia. 
I was able to spend 17 years with him, and through those years, I was, I've been able to shape who I am today. He showed me what it meant to be a Christian. Scratch that. He showed me what it meant to be a good Christian. I can't tell you a Sunday I didn't see him at church, dressed in his Sunday's best, handing out butterscotch to everyone he saw. He'd arrive early to open doors for others. In doing so, he'd slip him a piece or two of butterscotch. He was dedicated to serving the Lord and did so by bringing a smile to everyone's faces. He was also dedicated to serving others. In my eyes, he gave the ultimate service to others by serving in the U.S. Armed Forces. He served in the Navy during World War II and then as an, in the Army Reserves during the Korean War. However, I don't see myself serving in the same way. I've been able to impact others through my volunteer work with Upward Basketball, which is something I'm extremely passionate about, just as he was passionate about serving in the Army. My great-grandfather has been the water and sunlight so that I, as a seed of grain, may grow and one day bear fruit that others, can just, that others will be able to use, just as he did for me. And the cycle is never-ending. So as I close my time with you today, I leave you with one question, or more of a call to action. How will you impact those around you today, and how will you impact those after you are dead? May it be so. Amen. We invite you to learn more about Park Road at parkroadbaptist.org. Park Road is a progressive faith community located in Charlotte, North Carolina, encouraging independent thought, community service, social justice, and interfaith understanding. Today's podcast was produced with production help from Hugh Ashcraft, Brian Smith, Bruce White, and Rich Dower. Our theme music was composed by Brandon Michael Williams. Thanks for listening today. Grace and peace to you.